Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, I'm the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. And we got, uh, I think, an interesting topic today. We, we're going to talk about the Spanish Inquisition. I'm not going to make a Monty Python reference, because everybody <laughs> else does. Yeah. Every other okay. podcast I've listened to makes a Monty Python crack. So I won't mm-hmm. talk about Monty Python. <laughs> okay. But you've spent <laughs> 30 seconds doing that. I know. I just did Um Anyway, the, the thing is, we're not going to hide anything here. Uh, I don't, we don't do Pope splaining and we don't really do church splaining. Uh, we don't do whitewashing. That's true. Yeah. Um, what, you know, when, when we talked about Galileo, we were pretty straightforward. And yeah, there was an embarrassing moment there. At the same time, Aristotle or Galileo did not get charged and convicted of heresy and put to death <laughs> That's for true. it. That didn't happen. So, uh, it just, as I was researching this one, I, I, I was astounded at the misinformation that people just reported as if they had, the thing is, they, they reported it as if they had read it, as if they were reading it right now, as if, uh, all of this information is referenced somewhere and backed up somehow. And it, so much of it isn't true. Yeah. Like, like the, the Inquisition is one of those things that I like to, you know, when people bring it up, um, I like to, to challenge them and say, I'll tell you what, you give me five facts, just five statements that you yourself know to be true about the Inquisition. And then let's go check them out. I would say three, two, maybe. Well, my think of five, probably all five are false. Yeah. If, when it's, you when you go to check that that's the thing the things people know about the Inquisition are generally false. Yeah, the the torture. I, I mean, like they'll list torture devices that didn't exist in Spain at the time. Sometimes never have existed. Uh, <laughs> kind of invented by the modern mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of them were invented in England, where they used it against Catholics. England, uh, yeah, the, the English were and engineers of torture. Often, yeah, they were good at it. <laughs> often they were invented in Rome, where it was used against Christians, Oh, early mm-hmm. Christians. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, I guess, here's the thing. If we start where really ought to be starting, you have to, you have to somewhat understand the times and the people and how they behaved at the same time you end up sounding like uh people roll their eyes when you oh okay whatever you just want to tell me that everybody used torture everybody did this so it was okay for the church to do it oh right that's you know that but that's not only it it's but that's a thing that is a thing that did happen throughout most of most of the world's history most governments used torture. And now, if would, we were to say one specific group used torture, would that make that group bad? Because if I said, uh, hey, dude, and point to anyone and say people in your family used torture because you came from the, this area at this time, 
people were using torture back then. You know what I mean? You can point to any group that existed back then and said, well, they used torture too. Everybody used torture. Yeah. Because it, it's a big, it's a big part of the accusation, even though it's not true. It's just the fact that it's such a big part of the accusation gets on my nerves. <laughs> Why? It's like, uh, it's the same kind of person if you said, hey, look, Democrats are the ones who own slaves. They'd be like, well, that's them, the Democrats, not the new Democrats now. Right. Right. That's even exactly though exactly the, the, I, I mean, it's, it's this double standard, but you know, I, I guess we should talk about that era mm-hmm. and how different it was than this era being that, uh, government and religion were tied together pretty, pretty deeply. I mean, it, it's not, it's not like one was, it's not like they both had the same roles, but they were both sort of after the same thing. I mean, the, the, uh, the common good was what everybody was after. The church and the, the, the political movements of the time. You know, yeah. I mean, if there was a king, he wanted his kingdom to do well. I, he didn't necessarily always think about the peasants. Uh, but as a kingdom, he wanted it to do well. And so did the church. Right. And, and the church, supported the kings as a what it saw as a necessary um condition for the common good and the kings supported the church likewise in in similar manner and of course you know in in sometimes on both sides support overstepped into presumption a little bit kings right. would you know presume to say Appoint bishops, which they are often given permission to appoint bishops, you know, by the Pope, at least tacitly. But, but, you know, the idea is that sometimes they felt, they came to feel like they, they were a little bit more in charge of the church than they really had a right to be. Um, and maybe sometimes vice versa too. Right. And the thing is that the more, the more they got involved with each other, the real problem is not that religion infected politics, but that politics infected religion. The The government didn't suffer because of the church. It was the church that degraded as the government got more involved in it and the bishops got more political power, you know? Mm-hmm. And, well, just like now, our government wouldn't suffer if it became more Catholic, but... As it is, our bishops are becoming more secular, and look what's happening. And it's suffering. The church is suffering greatly because of it. Yeah, uh, Catholic people are suffering now. A lot of them don't even know it, but they are suffering. Well, um, so I mean, I just wanted to point out that that's the world we're stepping into. That the two are pretty locked together. I mean, they. They don't always act together, but they, they're looking for the same things. They're looking for a stable society. And there were certain, there were certain things that would pop up that would kind of destroy that stability. Um, for example, heresy. When I, I tell you what you might compare it to is let's say in America right now, after 
After we've gone through the Civil War and freed slaves, after we fought in World War II, what if a group of neo-Nazis right now not opened up shop and decided to run for government positions, but started a conspiracy to secretly uh, act as if they were Democrats and slowly take over the Democrat Party, you know? <clears throat> right. I mean, actually, that's a good, that's people would see that as bad. Not only would people see that as bad, but Democrats might see that as worthy of perhaps a certain amount of government action. Government action and FBI, eventually, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe even, uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter action, you know? I oh, mean, right. Violent action, in other words. There would get violent action, not necessarily condoned by the government, but uh, ignored by the government. Mm-hmm. And that was the kind of thing that was happening in the uh, 13th century in France. When so there was a group called the Cathars, and this was in uh, it. It started around like the mid 1100s in France. Mm-hmm. And it kind of got bigger and bigger until they had gotten so big that, that they had their own bishops and they were starting to gain a little bit of power. The, and these, these were, uh, like a, uh, this was like a, a Gnostic heretical movement. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. This was, uh, they, they believed there were, you know, all, all physical things are evil, spiritual things are good, and there's this fight between the two. Now you, you hear about their practices and a lot of their practices are ignored when you read up in places like Wikipedia and stuff like that. Um, you know, they were against acts of the flesh. So it says they were, uh, against sex, but they weren't against sex. They were against sex that would, uh, create life. Oh, so, so they weren't, weren't against, against they weren't gay against sex. pleasuring themselves. They were just against right. making babies. Right. And if they did happen to make babies, they they would kill them. These were nasty people. Um, Aside from being disgusting, they were violent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they so would, would they also, kill them un- under the theory that that oh that's evil, kill it, or under the theory that oh we made a baby, let's kill it while it's still innocent. Well, it's the the problem is that. The a human body is the um, marriage of a of a spiritual being to a physical being. The oh, physical being is the it. bad part. The spiritual yeah. being is the part that that the spiritual being has to rid itself of the physical being. So, if there's a baby, if they could do an abortion, that would be good. That way, it would never be a a, a full union between the two. If uh, if you couldn't do an abortion, then you just go ahead and kill it when it's born, and then that would end that union. The union, which, so okay. the the Freeing baby's soul the, would be free to go to heaven. Thing. Okay, <clears throat> they were a weird bunch of people, uh, yeah. and, and that, that's just one of the practices. They had a lot of weird practices, um, and it it you know it got to where there were wars being fought, kind of like um, what do you call those? The, the wars that the, the church kind of headed off and, and fought against various, uh, Muslim. Oh, the crusades. 
Yeah, it was kind of like a, a they kind of a crusade against these people, and they fought back and forth for a while until it looked like the church we didn't have to worry about them being in power anymore. But meanwhile, a lot of them had gone into hiding, claiming to be Catholic. If they wanted to be Catholic, or if they wanted to be Cathars and hide it from us, that would be one thing. But they wanted to be Cathars, hide it from us, pretend to be Christian, and keep spreading their wicked doctrines, which causes disunity in the government. It causes uh, conspiracy theories against each other. And, and these conspiracies did exist. I mean... There, conspiracy theory is a bad word nowadays, but it's almost as if people stop believing that there are conspiracies, but there are all kinds of conspiracies. You know, in the recent history, there have been three conspiracies against the Catholic Church by Freemasons, by homosexuals, and by communists. All three of those groups are now... In control of a lot of our church. And the conspiracies by homosexuals and communists, I know, is fairly well documented. Uh, yeah, I don't it's know not... if the, the conspiracies by Freemasons, that might be a little bit more well hidden because the Freemasons yeah. were a little bit smarter than either the communists or the homosexuals. Right. But you, you could go and look this stuff up. They did actually conspire and there was a... We've got a communist pope right now. He oh, might gosh. call himself a yeah. socialist or something else, but he's a communist. Um, and these conspiracies are long term. It's not like it's not like a conspiracy to, you know, how a group might get together and conspire um, to, uh, <laughs> let's say, kidnap the governor or something like that. These are right. more like like deep conspiracies, conspiracies yeah. of infiltration across generations that kind of conspiracy we're going to get to the young and we're going to get in the seminaries and we're going to become priests and then bishops and maybe even popes so that we can uh make our way of life the rule and that's what they wanted to do and people knew it and so there were and they, mind you, this is after, just after wars have been fought over this, there are these accusations. And, uh, when you have accusations, you have people taking it serious and, and you have, you have both, uh, government officials arresting people and putting them on trial. And you have crowds of people gathering and lynching both people. mobs and, and maybe, um, small group vigilantes. Yeah, I mean the 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 classic horror movie where you got a bunch of townsfolks with pitchforks and stuff. That kind of thing really that happened. Was a reality in history. Yeah, that really happened. People would um, people would come and and they would uh, put people to death. So some of the officials, both in the church and in the government, said this this needs more regulation. We can't just start accusing people and putting them to death. So. They created the Inquisition. Uh, it was started and run mostly by Dominicans. You know, that's, I, I want to restate that point a little bit more succinctly because people don't realize this. 
the Inquisition was not created in order to set up a bunch of judgment and torture chambers for heretics. It was created in order to prevent a bunch of hacks from deciding on their own that somebody was a heretic and killing them. Right. That's what it was created for. And and one of the biggest groups who wanted it to happen were the kinds of people who were being accused. (laughs) Yeah. Because it... You went from a basic lynch mob to having an organized trial where you, the, the accusers had to come up with evidence. There had to be evidence that this person did something wrong, that this person was a heretic. Now, I know a lot of people would right away say, okay, so. So what if they are a heretic? So you're, yeah, so what if they are? You're, you're admitting that you put people to death or punish them or whatever for being a heretic. Yes, I'm admitting that. And I, that's what every group did. Every church, so every group. But, but let me ask this, because this is one of those points that <laughs> you, you read a lot of different things about the Inquisition. And, and um, I, I'm just curious what you've been able to uncover. Um, if somebody was a heretic, claimed to be a heretic, was openly a heretic, and was calling the Catholic Church the anti-church um, publicly... Would they be targeted by a inquisitorial type of judgment and, and possibly put to death for that? Generally not. The, the, uh, if, if, if I understand everything correctly, the local government was now in charge of it. There's no accusation to be made. Um, he's not planning on returning to the church. If he's openly in dispute with the church, um, the, the, uh, you know, the, wherever he was staying, the, his land could be, uh, taken away from him, but not by the church. It was more by it the was civil the local authorities. Right. So he might be exiled or something like that, but it wasn't really an inquisitor because the, the, the real yeah. work of the inquisition was ferreting out heresy that was masquerading or ferreting out heretical intent that was masquerading right. as orthodoxy. Right. For example, Galileo. Galileo was saying, no, I'm not a heretic. That's why he had a trial. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, we'll get to uh, the Jews and the Muslims in a minute. But, you know, it torture did eventually become a tool, which, again, it it was a tool for everyone at that time. But the tool, when used by the church, uh, wasn't as bad as used pretty much everywhere else. For example, not as bad. um, You mean not as intensely? Right, right. Not as intensely. I didn't even Um, realize that. The, there were very strict rules if the inquisitor was going to use torture, which, uh, only happened in like one or 2% of the cases. Um, but there, they couldn't do it for more than 15 minutes. Number one. No kidding. Uh, they couldn't, they couldn't, uh, kill him with torture or even maim him for life. It, it couldn't, it couldn't harm his body in any way. That's um, interesting. interesting. The local ordinary had to give his consent to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if he did, if he did confess to something under torture, he had a second chance 24 hours later to talk about it again. So um, let me let me ask. That. I heard, 
and uh, you know, there's a lot of things I heard, and I'm just curious. Yeah. Does, does your research support this? Um, was torture generally used as a by the church within inquis- inquisitional inquisitorial um, you, you know, uh, functions as an investigative technique, or was it more? Because I heard that often when torture was used the investigation had pretty much been concluded and the point of the torture was to get the person to confess so that there was some chance at all for reconciliation with God before they were put to death. I did you see anything at all that indicates that? Okay. That's no, that might um, be just something that somebody made up who, who was like, you know, who thought the inquisition was a great thing. (laughs) No, the, I mean, I don't understand why they would use it anyway, other than, okay, we know you are a heretic. What we want are the names of the people you conspire Oh, okay. With. Yeah, you're a conspire. And, and I would, again, I didn't even, look into why, but there are manuals out there written by these early uh, Dominicans mm-hmm. explaining when and where and how to use it. But I only had a week, and I didn't get to actually look at them. Oh. So were the Inquisitors generally Dominicans? Uh, I don't, I don't know if they were actual Dominicans. The Dominicans ran it and mm-hmm. wrote the manuals on how to do it and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, but I could tell you that, like, let's say you're in that area, and you get arrested for stealing someone's pig. Uh, a lot of guys would, would blaspheme in front of people so that he could be accused of heresy so that he could be transferred to the ecclesial court. The inquisitorial court where his, where jurisprudence was more well developed. Right. And he would have a better chance of getting better treatment, of not being tortured, (laughs) and of having a better jail cell. Being fed better, all kinds of things. To go back to your analogy, let's suppose you're a good Democrat, you know, and suddenly you're accused of being a uh, a neo-Nazi infiltrator. And now, because of this accusation, you're afraid Antifa is going to show up on your doorstep and possibly, you know, drag your kids out into your yard and, 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 you know, brand them with hot irons as some kind of uh, you know, retribution or whatever, um, you would really appreciate a little bit of rule of law and a little bit of jurisprudence in handling your case. Um, right. So that's, that's, yeah, that is at well, the that's how founding a lot of the stuff developed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that it, it was, it was successful. Uh, they, they rooted out these Cathars. Um, were the Cathars a specific focus of the Inquisition? At first, in, in, in that area, yes. Okay. Yes, in France. Uh, they may have looked at other heresies, but these people were specifically who they were going after. Mm-hmm. Um, it was successful, and so later we come to Spain, which... I haven't even begun to look at the history of Spain, but I understand that it's like a giant tangle of war and fighting between Jews, Muslims, and Christians. 
and that there are peace periods and hostile periods and periods where one group had control and then the other group had control, and it's a pretty violent past. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, we get to the, I, I guess this was around the 1200s, maybe the 1100s, there are... Uh, Jews in Spain when Christians have finally kind of pushed the Muslims back far enough to where they're, they're no longer a threat. And, uh, at the point of the sword or maybe under threat of being, uh, kicked out of the country, the Jews were given the chance to convert to Christianity. Okay. So one of this those isn't that- by the church. These are oh, by was soldiers. By the Spanish government? This is by the army, you know? Oh, okay. And, and by citizens, things like that. They, they're worried about these Jews doing something, so they, uh, hey, you want to stay here, you gotta be Christian. I see. It's like That's a bunch one of, of the people things in the neighborhood you, said, hey, this is a neighborhood for Christians. You gotta get out of yeah. here. Yeah. One of us. Yeah, but Father Martin isn't heading this off. I mean, you know, right. it's, right. It's, it's the way the, a lot the, of people live. People, people mm-hmm. right. People wanted, like people around them and they didn't want, and there was also, there, there was some, uh, mistreatment of the Jews for all the reasons that it's been there for centuries. And the same thing that Hitler did goes all the way back to, uh, 11, uh, 12th century Spain. Uh, things like the fact that a, a lot of people don't know this, but, um, you see, Christians are not allowed to loan money at a uh, profit. We're not allowed to do that. Now, That's that against a, the Catholic religion. Is that a strict thing, or is that a is that one of those you can only loan money at reasonable prof at at reasonable I, like interest related to like modern economics theories of inflation and that kind of stuff? I don't know what it is now because our our economy has changed so much. But I, throughout most history, Catholics were not allowed to loan money for uh, interest. They're not allowed to make money that way. Um, or at least not, not at an obscene profit. I, maybe they they must have been allowed to have some kind of profit. I mean, if you think about it, the, the theory would be that it's talked about in the Bible and if you're going to make money, you have to make something. And merely loaning money isn't making something, so you shouldn't make a profit at that. If you're going to make a profit, it should right. be because you did something, you know, created something, whatever. Right. So I, I could see, yeah, that that being a... Um, and they may have gone back and forth on that, but it was always a thing in Christianity that you don't use yeah. money that way. However they defined but, it, usury was a sin. And today it still is. Yeah. Yeah. But Jews don't see it as a sin. You don't find that in the Old Testament. Oh, okay. So Jews have always commonly loaned money when Christians wouldn't because the Jewish people could, whoever, they were allowed a Jewish guy was allowed to. It wasn't against his religion. So they did. You know what's, what's interesting. That's why you got a lot of Jewish banks very early on. I'm going to pause right here and, 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 Sidetrack you for a minute. Even okay, Jesus. I'm going to run to my car because I forgot something. Okay. Even Jesus so u- used the, um, 
one of his parables, one of his, in my opinion, more significant parables, um, that of the, you know, call it the parable of the talents or whatever, but he invoked the money changers as part of the equations, the, you know, the guys who, who, who were good stewards of the master's money. The way they did that was by giving the money to the money changers who what they were doing was loaning money, getting interest, and then you would get some share of the interest of the money that you allowed them to loan for you. And then um, that would be a return for the master. And it's interesting, Jesus himself didn't even seem to have that much of a problem with that. And yet somehow it developed fairly early in Christianity that you weren't allowed to loan money at interest. I'm kind of really curious, you know, Right. We ought to do a podcast about that sometime. Just a history of Christian theory of money. And, and as it relates yeah. to things like lending and, and interest and that kind of stuff. I don't want to sidetrack our whole discussion for that, but since you brought that up, it, it yeah. just occurs to me that there's something to explore there. We, we should do that someday. Okay. So point is, yes, the Jews are lenders and therefore they are acquirers of wealth within the world. Right. So there was some distrust of them. And when Christians retake this land, at some point, I don't know if it was kicked off by something uh, uh, like a plague or something like that. And at some point, a lot of Jews are told, if you want to stay here and not die, you got to convert. And a lot of people converted and... Some of them did so sincerely, and probably a lot of them didn't. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of them did say, yeah, fine, I'll, I'll believe whatever you want, you know? Um, now, here's a part, I mean, that did happen. It's, it, we're not supposed to do that, and. Yeah. Some no, Catholics did it. That is, uh, it, the church that is didn't a do it. Basic conversion by the sword mentality of the Muslims that we condemn. Right. And Muslims definitely do that. Yeah, and Muslims do it. Do it. Anybody day. who thinks Muslims don't do that, that this was the teaching of the founder of Islam, Muhammad himself. He taught right. conversion by the sword. Nobody should have any bones about admitting that. That is part of so, the religion of Islam. From beginning till now, it's always been a part of Islam. It's mm-hmm. never not been a part of Islam. They're doing it now in those Muslim countries. Right now. And they always have. So... Okay. Yes, and some Christians wrong. engaged in And it was that. wrong yeah. for Christians to do it. <laughs> right. But it wasn't that long after these same Jews were given a chance, a, you know, these Jews were given a chance to recant their, uh, their, their conversion. Oh, by the and, church? Like once things settled down? Yeah. I, I don't know if that was part of, but, and, and a lot of them did. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that I got to I got to be a Jew, right? And 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 but but some of them didn't, and there might be a couple reasons not to. Maybe some of them really did convert. It's quite possible. There's a lot to be said, and there's a lot that's attractive in the in the Christian religion. I I think many Jews don't realize what Christianity is like, especially. Catholicism, where we have the same kind of rituals and stuff that they have in their religion. And it could be that the more they learned about it, they say, hey, this is like, this is just like us, only different. And it's like, oh, maybe 
this is Christian Judaism because maybe that guy Jesus really was the Messiah. And yeah. so I I can see a lot of a Jews lot of converting. converting. And once I mean once they got into it, a lot of them might even feel a certain especially serious Jews that were religious. Yeah. They might feel a certain sense of, wow, I was a wanderer, now I'm home kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I, I would think that a serious Jew would be more likely to convert than a Jew, who, someone who wasn't seriously Jewish at first and, right. you know. And just did it in so, order to, okay, well, I'm not a serious Jew. I won't be a serious Christian. <laughs> you know, whatever, I'll do whatever you need right. me to do so I can stay here. But obviously, uh, a Jewish who has converted is going to be able to, um, it gives him advantage economically because he's uh, he's going to be able to take part in more of the economy than a Jewish man would. Because so, people had a sense of interacting with people that they know, right? Economically speaking, right. And so they, if so, they know people, they would interact with Christian brothers as a priority over others. Certainly. And it's only really recent that people stopped doing that. Yeah. Um, so a Jewish guy who converted at the point of the sword might decide, you know what? I'm doing okay in this Christian religion. I'm not really Christian, but I'd rather just stay where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, I mean, the Jews who didn't convert and who maybe fled to an, another area might not accept those people who did. And so recanting their Christian faith might might be pointless for them. Right. Because now they're not Christian or Jewish. And so either way, a lot of Jews who weren't really Christians didn't go back to Judaism. Right. And that is where the problem kind of started. Especially okay. since... Judaism and uh, Islam are not illegal in Spain. As a matter of fact, Spain had a larger Jewish community than any other pl- uh, area in Europe. So these, I mean, Jews there were a lot of Jews there who accepted the name of Christian, but didn't return to being Jewish. But they weren't really Christians either at heart, um, right? So what was that? Was that becoming a problem because they they retained a lot of uh, Jewish practices and and were sort of infecting the church in a sense? What what was the problem that was cropping well, up because of them? I, a problem that why was it different than a problem of just lackadaisical Christians? Right. Well, we're we're back to conspiracies. Okay. Which it did exist. There were yes. Jews who were plotting happened. against the church. Uh, there were even priests and bishops who were Jewish and were uh, storing weapons, things like that. <laughs> wow. There were plots against the church and against the crown uh, in favor of the Muslims who were still banking on coming back down and reclaiming the land. Ah, I see. This so is they thought they might get better treatment under the Muslims than they're currently even getting under the Catholic yeah. regime. This is at a time just as, uh, uh, who is it, Isabella and 
Ferdinand mm-hmm. get married and unite all of Spain for the first time in a long, I, I guess for the first time ever, this giant area is under one ruler or at least under one monarch. And so there's a country forming here and they have a lot of power and they want to protect the power mostly from uh the Muslims who might be being helped by these Jews who are pretending to be Christians. So they start the same thing that happened in France. Mm-hmm. You've got conspiracies out there and you've got the civil authorities acting on these conspiracies, um, taking people and, and, uh, trying them and, and, and in not a very good way. There, there's trials that, that have no evidence. And so again, you've got a group of people who are innocent, but don't have a way to fight this. Those were mostly the ones who were calling for an inquisition from, uh, and I, a lot I of these was, might uh, be former Jews who really converted. Right. Those were mostly the ones who wanted the inquisition. Because they knew that an inquisition would protect their rights and not just put them to death because their neighbor is accusing them of this. Insist on evidence, not just accusation. Right. So, um, now, I think it was uh, Pope Sixtus IV who issued a papal bull uh, granting an inquisition to... to uh, deal with this problem. Uh, at Specifically first, in I Spain? Think, yeah. Okay. Now, at first, they didn't accept it. They said, we're not going to use the Inquisition yet. We're going to do our things, uh, which <laughs> included um, just trying to convert the Christians, trying to teach. I think they, they started these, like, uh, apologetics campaigns to try to teach people uh, how to fight against heresy. And okay. I, it, all it really did was raise a bunch of more arguments and fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so finally they said, okay, we do need an inquisition. And I guess the first round of this inquisition, I don't have the guy's names who were in charge of it, but it, it, it did end up being kind of a fiasco. Mm-hmm. Uh, for about a year, there was a lot of wild accusations. There was more torture than had ever been done by the church, and there were executions. Altogether, there were around 2,000 executions in that first year. Uh, not 2 million, as some people would have you believe. Uh, yeah, uh, off, off by a factor of a 1,000, huh? It could also be that... So this this is the sort of infamous Torquemada, right? He, he was like the first no. Grand Inquisitor of Spain? No. Really? He wasn't the first. Oh. He came in to clean up this mess. Oh, no kidding. Okay, so the Inquisition was really kind of a, a, a fiasco. There were a number of before people. Before Torquemada came in. Yeah. And when he came in, um, the, the torture, the, the number of people who were tortured or the cases where torture was used went down a lot. It went down to like, you know, like I said, two, one or two percent of the cases had torture involved. Uh, the 
executions dropped dramatically to where it, in one year it had been uh, around 2000. Now, I, I don't know what year two and three were, but it quickly dropped to about two to three executions per year. That's what it kind of uh, ended up at under his uh, under his command. Um, he he was more just, and you know, there's another thing out here that keeps bugging me because people keep saying they used, and and I understand some people would say, yeah, but the the politicians used the Inquisition to rid themselves of Jews and Muslims, but you have to remember this is an ecclesial uh, court. Yeah, this it's not against the law to be a Jew or to be a Muslim. This is a this is a church court. The only people who are involved are people claiming to be part of the who church, were at least claiming to be Catholics. Yeah, if you said I'm not a Catholic. Then it's like, yeah. okay, you're not a Catholic. Good. Go your, go your merry way. <laughs> you're, you're a Jew. Okay. Go. You're and, fine. And the, the people will treat you according to, you know, the, the, you, you may not get people to interact with you or whatever, but, but if you're not a Catholic, you're not a Catholic. All right. Yeah. They had no jurisdiction over Jews or Muslims. I, that's like one of the biggest things people <laughs> fail to mention when they're talking about the Spanish Inquisition. Mm hmm. Now, I know there were other inquisitions, and I know they were in different countries. I didn't look a whole lot at what happened in those, because everybody talks about the Spanish Inquisition, and I wanted to know what really happened to the Spanish Inquisition. What was all this Spanish stuff? Now, over the centuries, obviously, anyone with power abuses it, or any group with power has members who abuse it, just like right now. We've got people abusing their power. We got governors taking action that they just shouldn't take because right. they they're becoming tyrants. So I would assume there were some bad inquisitors. There were probably some bad priests. How do you say there's no tyranny like petty tyranny? Well, you know, aside from yeah. the inquisitors themselves, I can't help but think that local mayors um, and even yeah. maybe kings, but especially, especially local, the mayors, local mayors. Would yeah. use the Inquisition as a weapon and try to point right. the Inquisition at their, you know, their enemies and their adversaries and so on and so forth. Right. So it's that's kind of what happened. It's it's not really that big a deal, and it it didn't kill that many people, and the torture happened very very rarely, and it wasn't nearly as severe. As all the secular forces used it, it was a toned-down version of what happened, kind of normally in any court system. So I, mean, I guess the, I guess what you could the say the court is system this. we have now developed out of this Inquisition. Yeah, a lot of our our modern jurisprudence was developed out of Catholic inquisitorial jurisprudence. But but you you know you could almost you could almost say that the modern um, uh, reputation of the Inquisition is what would have happened if the Inquisition had not been established. Yeah. You, you want to know what would have happened if the Inquisition hadn't been established? Look at the, the Salem witch trials. That's right. You know, that and wasn't you the know, Catholic even Church. The Salem witch trials. I mean, it's like it got crazy in that town. 
until finally somebody decided, guys, we, we need we need some sane people to come in and actually hold evidence-based trials. It was almost like right. a microcosm of the Inquisition uh, phenomenon. Right. I mean, I, maybe that's another thing we could do. A po- it's not really Catholic-specific related because I think it was a basically yeah. a Protestant town and that kind of stuff. But it might be interesting just as an historical study to do a podcast the, on the that The thing is, too. people will talk about the Spanish Inquisition as if one of the things they went after were witches. And I, I couldn't find anywhere where that actually happened. I, I don't know that the world, you know, they mix, they mix the then. two accusations. <laughs> they, they mix all these accusations. They take all the things that the Lutherans were doing to Catholics and talk about it as if the Spanish Inquisition was doing it to heretics. And it's yeah. like, come on. Dude. Yeah. Well, just you know, get it's your kind facts of funny. straight. Um, I, I'm, I just like while you were talking, um, I, what I was actually interested in, there's a certain, um, um, author who I, I is a historian. His name is Warren Carroll. And I think he's the guy that I heard somebody describe. If it didn't happen in Spain, it didn't happen. I, I think he's the guy who's very, very focused on Spanish history. If people are interested in Spanish history more generally, I would recommend going and looking up Warren Carroll as an author. That's uh, C-A-R-R-O-L-L, uh, Carroll. Uh, but anyway, yeah. while I was searching for that, I saw this this link for the History Channel, uh, history.com. Um, you people might, you know, have seen shows on the History Channel. And they have a little, uh, you know, a, a thing on the Inquisition. And in a section of it called uh, Catharists, it, ha- it has this statement. The Inquisition had its origins in the early organized persecution of non-Catholic Christian religions in Europe. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you could see the the complete spin and the complete disinformation encoded into that statement based on what we explained at the beginning of this podcast. But this is the modern reputation of the Inquisition. Aside, again, it's the fact that uh, it's always... Look, the Catholic Catholicism became the main religion. In areas that it wasn't the main religion, it's not like they it's not like they accepted Catholics. When you go to Luther's uh provinces, they were putting Catholics to death. You know what I mean? It's it's like As Catholics. This is how society worked. Yeah, they expected it, it you to like be that. part of the the religion of wherever you were. And you know, honestly, this is one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I don't know if like, like other Protestant religions as they were persecuting, in England, absolutely. The yeah. government and in the England Anglican and, and bishops, they were all about, you know, persecuting Catholics as Catholics. Yeah. The Catholic Church as an ecclesial matter, even though like we've pointed out, local mayors and maybe even kings, might have abused and tried to uh, sort of aim the church as a as as a kind of like a weapon, but the church itself did not. Especially target. King Philip, yeah, in the, uh, the 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 Knights Templar and him going after them. Mm-hmm. But the Catholic Church torture. didn't target non-Catholics. It only targeted those who claimed to be Catholic. Right. That's that's such a 
important thing to remember when talking about this. Now, I can see how someone might say, well, okay, they only became Catholic because they would be discriminated against if they weren't Catholic. And in maybe in some areas that's true. I don't well, know. Okay, but, maybe it's, it's short. And, and maybe the church even encouraged that, whatever. Let me ask you, you know, people like to think of that as a bad thing. Oh, well, you know, social pressure to be Catholic. Yeah. Wow, isn't that, you know, kind of off the chart? Should we create social pressure against being, say, racist? Should we avoid patronizing shops that we know uh, the proprietor is a racist because he's a racist? Should You know, is that a, a right. right thing in society? Of course it is. Why? Because being non-racist is the truth. Well, guess what? Christianity is the truth. If you believe that, you should have no problem with a social sort of pressure to be Christian. Right. Uh, the, the, uh, the American experience is re- relatively new and it was, it, and it started precisely to escape that kind of thing. But the entire world was that way for an awful long time. Yeah. Even, uh, even the Jews, when they were wandering in the desert before they even came to the Holy Land, Wherever they were, they were expected to pay homage to these other gods. And uh, our God, the God, was the one who said, look, enough of this. Don't There's only one. <laughs> You're, you, you only give homage to me. And uh, as Christians, we follow that and we think that paying homage to another god is evil. Yeah. And should be discouraged in any way we can discourage it. I don't know about putting people to death, but if we can say, look, you're not allowed to have uh, idols, I think that would be a good thing. Yeah. Um, the the Jewish kings that were, you know, that God approved were the ones that not only in their personal lives paid homage to God, but that had all of the altars and and various places of, of worship to other gods Torn down and destroyed. Right. And the, uh, when Christians came into power, that's what they did. But you gotta remember that before they came into power, for 300 years straight, they were tortured and killed for not offering homage to these false gods. Yeah, that's true. That, I mean, that was which, the point at which Christian, you know, Christians would obey the governors, obey the emperors, they would, you know, they would follow all of the social and um, and legal customs and requirements. Uh, they would actually, they were the best supporters of the local kings and governors um, among the population. The one thing they could not do is pay homage to these other gods. And for that, they were for 300 years persecuted and often um, tortured and killed. Right. Which, if you listen to our past, uh, like 10 episodes, we've been <laughs> talking about some, saints some who died in the early examples. church. That's right. Uh, we're going to talk about another one today. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I think that's about all I got on the Spanish Inquisition. I, I, I haven't heard any fair secular, uh, talks about it. They, they just, there's so much misinformation. 
I, I, I'm amazed at how little people actually look into this stuff. Remember that the, uh, there were very careful, when the church, I'm not talking about when local, uh, politi- politicians, uh, tried people, but when the church tried someone and inquired to see if they were faking Christianity, they kept careful records of everything that was said and everything they did. So we have those records today. Yeah, they're open. You can go. You can go and 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 right now they're being digitized. But uh, even you got to get you got to get permission to go look at them. But you can. If you want to look at the original physical ones, I mean, yeah, there there are. I mean, gosh, these these records, even if they're on, uh, you know, parchments and that kind of stuff, they're still fragile and so on and so forth. The digitization of these things, I think that's that's a a really good, but you, uh, that's going to be really neat fruit of the modern when, when era. it's all done. Yeah, but there's so much to do, and and here's the thing: if let's say you've decided you want to make a study of this, you can go to Rome. You don't have to be a priest. You don't have to be from an order. Uh, they do expect you to have some kind of uh, what, what you know. They want something like a, a yeah credentials. They want a degree or something, right? Yeah, you got to be an they histor- don't want- a serious historian, not just a a curious hack. Some guy. Yeah. Right. Um, because th- these are some pretty valuable things that you're looking at and fragile, like you said, but, uh, anyone can go look at them and you, you tell them what they want, what you want. And the guys, the workers there go down and get it and bring it to you. And you sit in a room and look at it and then you return it. And it's- honestly, if, if I, I mean, okay, let's say you are just a curious hack but you're a uh, rich, curious hack, there's probably, probably historians that yeah. you can hire to go and c- get the information that you want. Right. You know, guys who know how to handle that, who can who can actually get in and get it. So that's... Right. I mean, but, the, but the point is, this stuff it's is It's not available. a secret. Put it that way. Yeah it's, yeah. it's not like the church is suppressing information or anything like that. Anybody can actually get access to it if they want to. And Which, I'm astounded you know, at how few people me. have... Yeah, it surprises me how few people ha- because it's like it's like the 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 misinformed narrative of the Inquisition is so pervasive that it's like it's like almost it's people don't want to know the truth. They don't even say, you know, if you're in an argument with someone, they just say, "And what about the Spanish Inquisition?" <laughs> to yeah. them. For the past, for so, their okay. entire yep. lives, that's been enough to win the argument. That's that's the you know? closer. <laughs> what about the Spanish? Don't say and, anything about you know, it. Oh, okay, yeah. Go back to what I, I said know. at the beginning. If somebody brings that up, say, yep. "Tell me five things that you know about the Spanish Inquisition." Okay, you collect those five things. You go back and do real research, and you'll probably find that every single one of those five things is incorrect, factually. Yeah. Another problem is that the the things that we've come to think of as reliable on history are still telling that story, though. Well, yeah. I mean, history.com. The History Channel. Yeah. You, you would expect that to be somewhat accurate, but yeah. it's not. It doesn't even attempt to be. So uh, that's that's where we are on the Spanish Inquisition. All right. Well, uh, wow. That was a, that was a good... <laughs> That was a good treatment of it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, you know, there was that, 
Um, sometime we might also want to do uh, the other kind of black mark on the church is the Crusades. Um, and I forget if it's the Inquisition or the Crusades, but the, the, the BBC, the British, you know, channel did mm-hmm. a documentary on one or the other of those two things. I forget what it was. Um, but it was actually more of a fair minded deep dive, uh, treatment than you expect in modern historical kind of sources. Um, yeah. I'm going to try to find out which it was and, and we'll put it up, you know, sometime on our, our website and, and people can check that right. out. But you know, the Crusades is another one that we might want to treat sometime and spend a little bit of time talking about it. Thing is the Crusades, there's, there's like multiples of them that, you know, there were a few different right. Crusades. So it might be like two podcasts worth or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, it's, uh, it would take some research though. Oh, absolutely. So. Anyway, though, um, yeah, wow, good, okay. good stuff, definitely. Um, and I learned a few things myself. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I and found out to, a lot about it. You, one of the things you you brought this up at the very beginning. You have to, you know, if you're going to kind of try to sit in judgment of people, you have to judge them in the world that they live in. Yeah, not in this world. Not I run in into 20th that century America doing like genealogy stuff. Like, you know, you'll see in genealogy, people, uh, had like, say, indentured servants that in their will they left to someone else, right. you know, or they sold their child into apprenticeship or something like that. It's like, you know, I, today people, what? You sold your kid? You know, ah, you know, it's like, well, you know, that's just the way things were done then. You, you can't judge this person on that act. According to your own modern standards, you have to understand the times as they existed when these people were doing these things. Yeah, it's it, it's frustrating because um, I don't know if that's a if that's a, a recent thing or if it's always been this way. But it, it's like uh, so many people act so surprised about something someone did and they judge that person alone for that practice when it's like everybody was doing that. That's how people live. So you're judging it according to modern standards of expected behavior. You just can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. You have to understand people within an historical context. When that doesn't mean you excuse what people do just because the historical context contained that. Uh, okay, right. the historical content, if you're studying people in, in, uh, you know, deep, uh, South America, well, okay, they're cannibals. They, you know, kill other people and then they have a big, you know, feast and orgy where they eat them or whatever. And, and that, well, okay, that's yeah. what they did then. So that was okay. You, you know, you don't, you don't conclude, you don't make moral conclusions based on the fact that that's just what people did. Yeah. But when you look at an individual, is that okay? He did this. Well, how much of that was just that's part of the world he was brought up in? You can't judge him individually so much on that, right? You know, uh, two hundred years from now, what are they going to say about abortion? Oh wow! I mean, two hundred years you know? from now, when people have have really like woken up to the truth and You're they look man, back, it's people like people killed their own wow, babies. Such a, a barb. Barrack age. 
you know, the 19th and 20th centuries or the, the millions you know, of babies every year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be, you know, it's going to blow people's minds that, that we actually lived this way. It's yeah. going to blow people's minds that even those who were against it somehow allowed it to happen. Right. That's what I was thinking. People are going to look at us and say, well, you, you're it, doing yeah, podcasts look on the uh, Spanish Inquisition when they're... people are, are killing their babies. <laughs> you know, that's true. They're going to look at pro-lifers as like moral failures right. for not actually, you know, changing the situation. The That's same true. way we look at the, the Nazis or, or German yeah, we, citizens we at the time. Like, you lived right down the street right from there. a you, concentration yeah, exactly. camp. Exactly. Why didn't you do something? That's right. And and we, we hold that judgment on them today. Um, now, as individuals, okay, wait a minute. You know, you've got a whole thing there because, the, you know, he, a, a guy's got to provide for his family. And, um, yeah, it's like, you know... How what, much do you speak out? How do much do you keep quiet? Yeah. Like, you know, can I, if I can find a way to help, help this Jew without actually exposing myself, that's better because then I can at least continue to provide for my family. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a complex a lot moral situation yeah. in every era. Um, even for those who do recognize the moral problems with the standard customs. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, what, what about a cannibal who's in a tribe in, in, uh, you know, South America who thinks, yeah, it's probably thinking, wrong to be a cannibal. I, we shouldn't be eating we, each other. We shouldn't be eating each other. What's he going to do? <laughs> so, I mean, even if he kind of finds excuses to refrain from the rituals and the orgies and stuff, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. So, yeah, you, 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 you can condemn the actions. But you also have to, when you're looking at individuals, you have to understand them within their historical context. Right. And those individuals include mayors, governors, kings, and so forth. And priests and, and bishops. And priests and bishops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking We're going to talk about bishops. current events. Yeah. All right. Except didn't, didn't Pope Francis do something just recently? Okay. I'm going to look this up before I start because, uh, huh? Let's see. Pope Francis thanks God for the president of Ireland. Uh, Pope Francis says, Today I did not just meet a man, a president. I met a wise man of today. Um, that's what Pope Francis says about the president of Ireland. Who, yeah. And same-sex marriage. Um... This is a bad guy. I don't, why would, why does our Pope do things? I don't, you know, it's just more of the same. It's just, it's disgusting, you know? Yeah. So, I, Ireland is no more Catholic, as Danny just said, because he's getting coffee. Um, well, anyway, we got, we got, okay, so ISIL opens fire on Taliban at a gas station and, uh, Jalalabad, killing two Taliban uh, soldiers, the gas attendant, and a child. Because that's what these people do. They don't just kill the soldiers, they kill everybody. Uh, so, you know, Taliban and ISIL are fighting. ISIS, 
kills four Christian Afghan men after stopping their vehicle and shooting them. Uh, so ISIL, ISIS, and the Taliban are all going at it. Uh, Taliban has vowed to capture the leader of the ISIL in Afghanistan. Um, there is, and, and shortly later, the Taliban raids a, uh, raids a complex in Nangarhar province and, uh, arrests more than 80 fighters and kills the, who they say is the ISIL leader. So they did get someone. And the guy that, uh, they're saying is responsible for the attack in Jalalabad. Uh, Meanwhile, women are barred from working or attending classes at uh, Kabul University. Um, the Taliban is saying that as long as real Islamic environment is not provided for all, women will not be allowed to come to universities to work. So I guess as long as the men don't have the opportunity to work, then women won't be allowed to work. Oh, okay. I think that's what they're trying to say. That sounds like, yeah, that sounds like a reasonable interpretation of that. Uh, The Taliban police also order barbers uh, to stop trimming beards. Barbers are not allowed to trim beards in Afghanistan. Huh. Is that that an Islamic thing? I guess so. (laughs) I've never heard of that. (laughs) I I guess that that group. Uh, so France and the United States agree to meet in Europe to try to repair the strained relations after that uh, after that little uh, deal we made with Australia and the UK to try to fight China in the uh, Indo oh, the- Indonesian Sea. Right. So would. Um, and France is agreeing to send its ambassador back to the U.S. So was France I don't see against that he's that? done it yet. Yeah, France is against us fighting with China. Why? Or even arming up against them. I don't know. Huh, that's surprising. The, these European countries are so... They're so self-destructive. It's... Yeah, it's like... They're self-destructive the way American Democrats have become. Mm-hmm. Where it's like... All the things that are bad for my country, I'm going to be for. And all the things that are good for my country, yeah, I'm going to be against. against. That's right. just, that's what's happened lately. So that my and country can dissolve and become part of the globalist whole or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I and it seems really like they is. don't really care who's in charge of this. Yeah. I think some of them think that they're going to be in charge of their sections. They don't really understand how it works. But could they? we'll see. All right. Um, same-sex marriages is legalized in the state of Sonora, uh, no, Sonora, Mexico. Oh. It was like a, it's like a 70 to 30 vote. Wow. It was kind of sad. I, wow, that is sad. I, I would have thought it would be closer. So, I mean, Mexico is one of those countries that, I mean, I, you know, they've got the big drug cartels. They've got a lot of problems. They present problems for America. But culturally, um, yeah, the sad. people there are, are Catholic. Right. Yeah, this they is really be. disheartening. Uh, Ukraine passes a law. I don't understand how they can pass this law, but ordering oligarchs to stay out of politics. What does that I, mean? I don't know. If you own a business, you can't be 
in politics. Is that I what guess. A, is that what oligarch is that what they consider oligarch? Oligarch is like a like a really rich business owner. I thought. I mean, if you think of uh, like like the the what, the three forms of of government, or I mean, not the three, but three. What you know? What are considered the the sort of um, idealizations of forms of governance? You've got monarchy. You've got aristocracy, which is like ruler ruled by the nobles of a few noble, you know, elites who rule. And then you've got uh-huh. democracy, which is ruled by everybody. Well, then there's the corresponding uh, evil versions of those, which is tyranny, which is the evil version of a monarchy. And a um, actually, you know, what what's interesting is that republic is the rule, you know, by people. And democracy is the evil version of the republic, but then the evil version yeah. of aristocracy is the oligarchy. Yeah, okay, I'm seeing it here. It's just a, a dominant class. Uh, generally, that's a rich class, and they're yeah. the ones who own all the businesses. That's it's, how it's I always thought weird. of them. It's like with, within a how can, how can you, you say an oligarch such that you say you're not yeah. allowed to? That's so weird. Yeah, that's a I, weird I don't, way if, to. If I don't. I don't understand how you can make a law against your tax claim. Your tax uh, form says that you earn more than three million dollars or something like that. You're classified as an oligarch or something. (laughs) I guess so. People, uh, the you know Facebook guys, and they're not going to be allowed to run for office. That's right. uh, The in Ukraine, Elon Musk. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, forget it. European Commission announces plans to uh, require USB-C connection to become the standard port for small phone, smartphones and stuff like that. Huh. This I don't get at all. They're, when did they're the European Commission... On, on device connectivity? On a yeah, Europe-wide level? US... Shoot. I did a, wow. You ever do a, a you ever do a, a a search on there it is you ever do like a a, a a word search and then you can't you found something it found something and it's highlighting it but you can't figure out where it is oh yeah I, I couldn't find where it was but the year announces plans Thursday to create a harmonized charging technology. Why is the European Commission doing anything with that? That deserves to be on my nonsense news. Yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> Let people figure it uh, out themselves. The commission said the plan will help consumers and reduce electronic waste. Why? So because what? the chargers last longer or what? <laughs> That's stupid. Apple's going to have to go to to the USBs. Besides, who cares? I mean, we've got converters everywhere. You got the little wires that split into Listen to this. two or three different things. In a statement, they said, "We gave industry plenty of time to come up with their own solutions. Now, time is ripe for legislative action for a common charger." Oh my! What idiots! Man, these people are dumb. Oh gosh, they're so. That's dumb. why you know, all this stuff is, developed in America. That's exactly how Democrats think in America. I know. That's the problem. We we're arresting the uh, the 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 progress here. We're seeing, we're going to stop all technology from progressing any further because we're going to take it. control of it. Yeah. It's just it's stupid. It's so oh, dumb. Wow. That's how these people think, though. And 
the fact that all this stuff developed in America at a time when America was most free, they they don't get that. That means nothing to them. They, I don't. I feel I don't so know sorry for Europeans. I really do. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Where were we? People's Bank of China rules that all financial transactions and activities involving cryptocurrency are illegal in the country. Huh. What about when their when their government does it? Is it illegal then? <laughs> Besides, I mean, because their government is is banking up on Bitcoin. Yeah, China is. They've well, got you giant. Know, in China illegal only applies to peasants. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, anything the government does is transcendent of the concepts of legality and illegality. In fact, that's a, that's yeah. a case for any communist country. A team of researchers in uh, Bournemouth University conclude that a series of human footprints at White Sands National Park in New Mexico date back to 21,000 or 23,000 years ago. Okay. Uh, suggesting that... Humans lived in the Americas 5,000 years earlier than previously thought. Interesting. I I kind of don't believe that. I wonder I, if it's, I mean... There is no way is you can have shoddy. a footprint that old. Well, I mean, if you had... I think maybe they're just... You know, if you had a footprint and then the material dried out and then was washed over by some different kind of material that then hardened... You could have the footprint preserved that way. It would have had to dry out real quick. You've seen prints in... I guess if you had mostly dry mud... Think of it this way. by a person. Think of it this way. You said, okay, uh, you're learning you know, your way around water. You're learning to swim. Okay, so... And you get to the point where, okay, well... Yeah, I can go into the three-foot part of the pool... Well, I could go into the seven foot part of the pool. Oh, wait a minute, seven foot. You got to float for that. And then, okay, I can go into the 10 foot part of the pool. Now, here's the thing. Once you're into the 10 foot part of the pool, does it matter whether it's 10 foot, 100 foot, or 1,000 feet? I know. No. I know. It's stupid. So if Three, you can preserve a footprint years. for 100 years, if there's a, if there's a natural mechanistic way for footprints to get preserved, you know, for 100 years, okay, it could be preserved for 20,000 years. That, that's all okay, I'm saying. Okay, you're right. Okay. But what I'd like to know is... But how do they date it like that? That from I bet there's a lot of speculation 5, behind 000, that. 5,000... Yeah, I know. 5,000 years, though. That's the difference that they're saying. They're saying that humans lived here 5,000 years earlier. Is 5,000 years, when you're talking about 20,000 years, is it really that much different so they thought they they believe people were on what the north american continent but, like as early as yeah as i guess 18 15 000 years ago or years whatever ago. no 20 18 000. and now they're saying twenty three thousand. yeah okay that doesn't sound like that big of a difference and honestly it sounds like probably within that the, sounds like a rounding mistake that's what well um, not mistake necessarily the dating. but within the variability the, of dating yeah, yeah. It sounds like within the error. Um, yeah. Uh, the range of error. Yeah. Yahoo News is saying that uh, members of the CIA, including Mike Pompeo, had planned to kidnap and maybe assassinate 
uh, Julian Assange in 2017. I don't, I don't believe that. Assassinate at all. who? Who is that? Julian Assange, the uh, WikiLeaks guy. Oh, okay, okay. I did. WikiLeaks kind of helped, unless unless Mike Pompeo is against Trump because Julian Assange is the one who leaked all the stuff about really everything he leaked was about Trump's uh, enemies, mm-hmm. political enemies, because he didn't have anything on Trump. Nobody did. Because Trump was not in government. <laughs> right. So I can't imagine why tr- one of Trump's guys would plan to kidnap or assassinate Julian Assange. Yeah, that's Which Mike weird. Pompeo at the time was... Yeah, sounds like... Unless Mike Pompeo... Of course, now we know that no one was one of Trump's guys because everybody was against him. So maybe that's yeah, it. That's true. That's true. That's a, yeah. You, if, if you are an outsider, you do not have any friends who are insiders. That we've learned. Yeah. That's what Trump, the Trump presidency has taught us that if you're an outsider, there's no such thing as a loyal insider. Right. Yeah. It's a shame. So apparently Poland had had several LGBT free zones. Um, I I don't understand what that means. Does that mean that uh, well, really all it says what, is marry each other? L- free free of LGBT ideology. I think all that oh. really means is you're not allowed to teach to our kids. You can't teach it yet in schools and stuff like that. Well, Poland is a pretty conservative and a pretty Catholic country right now. Well. Three of the regions in Poland have uh, decided to give up on that. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, well, that's a real shame. I was thinking of retiring to Poland. Yeah, no, just kidding. But so know, NASA, yeah, I know. NASA is announcing the launch of Lucy. It's going to be a twelve-year space probe on. Uh, specifically targeting J- Jupiter Trojan asteroids, which are asteroids that kind of uh, orbit the sun in Jupiter's pattern. Not between Mars and Jupiter, where most of them are. Right. Okay, I didn't realize there were such asteroids. I, th- yeah, I wonder I wonder how big some of these are. I wonder if some of them are actually almost like moons mm-hmm. or uh, tiny planets. Yeah. I'll, I'll bet there's some big ones. And I bet there's some mineral-rich ones that that could be turned into, you know, like mining operations and yeah. stuff like that. It's going to happen, guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, unless unless Jesus comes back beforehand, Fairly it's quickly. going to happen. The, the the technology will build and will continue to build that, that will cause it to happen. Eventually, we're going to find an asteroid made mostly of gold. Oh, <laughs> and then awesome. gold will cease to be a, a rare, rare mineral. <laughs> That's a twilight zone, isn't it? Is it really? I got to go. Well, these guys, up. they, they, uh, they induce, what's that called? Cryogenic sleep. Oh, where you, like uh-huh. freeze yourself. Uh, they, they steal a bunch of gold and then they put themselves to sleep for a hundred years. And they gold worthless. Right, but first they kill each other over the gold, you know, trying to, after they wake up, they're in the desert and they're fighting each other, and and finally one guy ends up with all the gold, 
And then he ends up dying, but some people drive by and are like, why is he carrying around this gold? Because they can't figure it out because gold is worthless at the time. <laughs> Maybe 1960 Twilight Zone episode, Gold in the Future. Yeah, it's okay, a good one. I think that's probably They're the all good. You Most know, of them are to, good. I need to get the Twilight Zone series and just watch them. Because every one of them is uh, interesting. Did you get my collection of videos? No, your collection of videos is enormous. I got the yeah. and the uh, Wild Kingdom. Oh, ones, you got the Wild Kingdom ones. Which, okay, yeah, I do have. I, I still Twilight watch those. Zone. Those are those are fun. Yeah, I have the Twilight Zones. I might get them from. Um, yeah, YouTube says that it will ban misinformation related to to the COVID nineteen vaccine. <laughs> How the hell does YouTube know what misinformation, misinformation is? Yeah, are they going to ban information on on uh, the what's the the hydrochloroquine or whatever that? Yeah, uh, it's like, I don't know. That was I mean, misinformation, but now they're saying, "Oh wait, it really is." Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's so dumb it's because so, scientists don't even know anything yeah. about the COVID nineteen vaccine. I mean, it's like, we're in testing stage. Morons. Okay, you know, one thing we could probably call misinformation is that it makes you magnetic. Okay, should if you you're saying that? it makes you magnetic, we'll ban you. But should That's you ban dumb. that? I mean, come on. It, you know, just the fact it's, that YouTube sets themselves up as, as like gatekeepers of truth is yeah, like so weird and bizarre and it's like... Right. Know, you know. <clears throat> so there were... Uh, Makes them seem extremely childish. Childish is is the point, you know. It, it's it. Yeah. It's like I say about Democrats. Democrats don't know how to govern. They just play at governing. It's like kids playing house. Well, now you've got YouTube and and Twitter and Google getting into the act as well. And you've got a, a few a bunch guys of who, by chance, made made some lucky decisions. Yeah. And. Often illegal decisions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, YouTube is powerful because, precisely because they decided to ignore the laws on copyright. copyright. Yep, that's true. And then Google bought and them, other, which gave them the monetary yeah. backing to be able to do that. Other c competitors of YouTube did not ignore the laws on copyright infringement, and that's why everybody goes to YouTube. Yeah. You know, so, um, well, anyway, uh, Russia is threatening to ban YouTube <laughs> because YouTube banned two German language channels, uh, backed by the Russian state that were deleted for violating the COVID-19 misinformation guidelines. Uh, you know, that's one of the things people say, uh, you know, I, I know that. People, you know, people say, well, gee, we got to get the government involved because, for example, in a free market, how could YouTube, how could Google, etc., be, ta you know, toppled, whatever, competed right. with, and so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, in America, we have a more strictly kind of free market um, mentality, but other entities, other governments throughout the world don't necessarily share that. And... Right. You know, a lot of people who, who see it as... Especially Russia. As Google and YouTube are unstoppable, they don't realize that you know, there's a whole big world out there beyond our sort of narrow American point of view. We yeah. can be true to our principles. And you know what? 
if if the rest of the world weren't out there, let's say the rest of the world were, you know, like third world and so on and so forth, fourth world, whatever, Google and YouTube wouldn't even be that powerful because it would be United States only. So I, you know, I don't know. I think people ought to have a little bit more faith in the American system and uh, those countries that don't operate according to the American system sometimes they will play right into our hands and help accomplish what we thought might be impossible. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for the news. Oh, okay. Well, I need to uh, pull up my news then. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's see. Um, first off, uh, a guy in Turkey... <laughs> I don't know. It, you ever hear that this modern phenomenon of finding yourself is, oh, yeah, I'm going to go find myself or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, this guy in Turkey went missing and then joined the search party looking for himself. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Did he find himself? I guess so. <laughs> um, he, he, Guys, he went I missing. found me. He I like, found me. He was like with some friends and he got drunk and wandered into the woods. Well, his, his friends and his wife reported him missing when they couldn't get in touch with him for well, several hours. Okay. You know, in the United, yeah. there's a reason why most jurisdictions in the United States say, well, it's got to be at least 24 hours, 24 sometimes 48 hours, hours whatever. 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they got together a great big search team and he ended up joining the team. <laughs> and when they started calling out his name, I, I don't know, maybe he didn't know who they were searching for, but they started calling out his name and he said, I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, over here. It's Joe! Just, it's yeah, un- right here. It's unclear whether he faces any penalty. <laughs> I don't know what penalty you could face. I mean, if you got lost, you got yeah. lost. <laughs> Did you... There was a Barney Miller uh, episode where uh, Will Jehovah answers the phone and he says, he says, no, uh, husband has to be missing 24 hours before we can report him missing. <laughs> And then he hangs up, and Barney's like, is that a worried housewife? He said, no, that's the husband. He wanted to know how much of a head start he had. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen that one. I've seen a few Barney Millers. I've never watched the complete uh, series, though. Is that another one you have? Well, it's hard to find. Yeah, I do have that one. And, like, I wanted to find... A better recording of it, so I could find the uh, uh, what do you call them? The words that you read uh, subtitles, but I can I can't even find the version I have anymore. I can't find it anywhere. So uh, I have a version doesn't have subtitles. Okay, but I I have watched it a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a husband, I wanted to know how much of a head start he had. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Alright. Um, so, at, uh, in Wisconsin, uh, police are trying to locate a $1,400 bronze sculpture of the character Humpty Dumpty sitting on the toilet. They're trying to locate it? Yeah. Like it was like stolen? It was stolen. Stolen from the art wow. fair on Square Vendor's booth. 
Uh, the vendor how, said how she had seen two men lingering around the booth while she was setting up Saturday, and the sculpture vanished along with the men when she left the stand for a short time. I wonder how big this thing is. Uh, it says the police said they found security camera footage of the two men described by the vendor leaving the area with the sculpture. Yeah, that's a good question. How big is it? I mean, it, I can't see. It's bronze. It's bronze. So, is it, I wonder if it's the color bronze or if it's actually made of bronze. I think it's probably I'm made of bronze. I'm looking at a picture of it. it. Yeah, it's... But, I mean, Humpty Dumpty, what, why would you sculpt Humpty Dumpty on a toilet? I mean... That's what I was going to say. I wouldn't know point? why an artist would make it, but I can understand why a bunch of drunken guys would, would steal it. Would want to steal it, yeah. Yeah, I would take that. I would be like, okay, look, this Set is in my, my basement. <laughs> this it, is it, it's kind of a funny looking statue. It is kind of a yeah. funny looking statue. <laughs> I don't, you know, I think if, if you ignore the fact she that she could have gotten more than fourteen hundred dollars for it, that's the thing. Yeah, that's unless true. it's real small. Maybe it's like a. But the thing is, like how a, tall is it? I? I don't know how tall it is. It doesn't. It doesn't have any. The the picture of it doesn't have anything to show you whether it. I is know. This a three they inch tall thing, or is it or a three foot tall thing? Let's see if we can find another picture of it. Yeah. Let me. Let me yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, wait a minute. Okay. So here we've got the men, and they don't look like they're carrying anything. Okay. We're looking at us at the men. And it's, I guess it's small enough to put in his pocket. Oh, okay. So more like three inches than, than three feet. Yeah, okay. $1,400? Well, I wouldn't... Wow. Yeah, that's a little steep. Yeah. It's not that good. Okay, okay. I was thinking it's like a like a three-foot statue. Yeah, like a life-size or something like that. Yeah. Of course, how big is Humpty Dumpty? Well, he's an egg. But we know how big a toilet is, so... Yeah, egg and toilet... I mean, Humpty Dumpty is an egg... Even if he's yeah. an ostrich egg, you know, he's not sitting on a toilet like that. Right. I don't know. All right. Well, so. he, was, <laughs> he was like a mutant. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the bird that had to pass that thing? That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. So here's something. You know, if your kids want something to expire, aspire to, um, do you remember when we were... Um, young and you could, you know, you had the Hot Wheels and you could go out and buy these like flexible tracks that you could make. Yeah. Well, somebody put together a Hot Wheels track with 10 loops. So it looped the loop 10 times. Uh, apparently set a world records according, and, and is, you know, really? they, they get to be in the Guinness World Record. Are you kidding me? No. I, they've I got could, a picture of I it. I could beat that tomorrow. I know. Well, you know, that's where it's like, okay, well, I could take that 10 You should have done like 5,000 of them or something. Then I could. But, yeah. It's like, and, and uh, in fact. Guinness the, books, is, they're taking the anything now. Here's the thing. The way he did it, it's like he's just got it on a board that's sloped down that each loop is further down on the board. So it keeps picking up momentum as it goes down. Okay, yeah. I can just Nothing special extend my that. board up to the top of my house and 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 get fifty loops instead yeah. of ten. Yeah, it's like the guy didn't have enough money to buy more loops, so he's like, I guess <laughs> yeah. it's okay, gonna ten. have to only have so, ten anyway. Right, but you know, it. so go ahead and get a board that's that's six inches longer and do eleven loops, and you'll get to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, I you know they're getting a lot of people doing it. I mean. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's true. A couple guys in India. It's just, I don't know. It, it, the Guinness Book of World Records has a lot of interesting, neat things. And even if it's not going to be interesting and neat, it should at least be difficult to break the record. <laughs> That's true. You know? Something that you can't, you know, it's like, okay, I'll just take what they did and extend it by one or something like that. If if a pair of twins wants to eat more than those guys and sit on motorcycles and get a picture of themselves, okay, they can do that. But it, it's it got to be hard. They have yeah. to eat a lot and get fat. Yeah, really, really fat. Really fat. <laughs> You know, you know, my son tried to, to uh, register with the uh, Guinness World Records, and, and it's like the site was so messed up he couldn't do it. But but there's like a there's a record for the number of times you can snap your fingers within a minute, and he is like a snapping like machine, and he was able to like double the current world record. But um, really, yeah. Or something like Thomas that. Thomas yeah, does something. He, he, Thomas does that too. Thomas does some kind of weird snapping thing with his hands, and he, it, he does it like yeah. That's what it sounds like. He double snaps, and he uses both hands, and he does it you know back and forth in sequence, and it's like and you know, um, but he tried to get into the yeah, Guinness like, Book of World Records and and kind of register it, but the site just completely messed up or whatever. Yeah, I guess they probably get a lot of people. And there's some group of people or person in charge of what are we going to let in and what are we going to ignore. And there's probably billions of people who have tried to do records. But the thing is, this is an existing record. Yeah. That's what makes me think, well, wait a minute. And it it was was like he went to it and and then the, the sites that he... He like was brought to where like you know four oh four hours and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like completely messed up. Yeah. Anyway, well, so maybe it's better now. I'll, I'll encourage him to to try it out. If he happens to make it in, I'll it bring it back up. I, well, maybe we should have which which kid is this? This is Charlie. Charlie. Oh, well, maybe that's where Thomas learned it. Oh, or could maybe. Be. Charlie learned it from Thomas. Or vice versa. Thomas right. does that too. Exactly. Uh, next time he's here, we'll get a showdown. That's right. Thomas. <laughs> Tell him to start practicing. Whoever wins the I'm showdown, get they to. get to try to register with the Guinness Book next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. And finally, uh, a two Oakland schools. I guess this is Oakland, uh, California. Two Oakland schools are shut down for cleaning for major flea infestations. Well, okay, I'm not that surprised that we have a lot of fleas in California, uh, but yeah. apparently they are shutting down schools for it. What? What? Where would? Well, how are they? Where would fleas infest them? that they need to shut down the schools? Yeah, where would they? Okay, it's being caused by raccoons in the area. Is it really? Or is it is it illegal to get rid of raccoons? Yeah, in the just area? get rid of the raccoons. It says exterminators have been working for a couple of weeks to eliminate the fleas, but the issue has. I'll persisted. tell you what. I've had flea infestations. I don't ever want to go through that again. It is a nightmare getting rid of fleas, even if you don't want to get rid of the dog. But I we had a dog. I used every 
and and I was poor at the time, so it was hurting me. Yeah. To buy these expensive flea drops and stuff like that, put them on the dog, flea baths every you know as as often as I was able to do it without her harming the dog because of dry skin and stuff. Um, and we just could not get rid of them. Vacuum every day. Oh man! Have all kinds of poison everywhere. Wasn't killing them. Poison doesn't kill them. You, anyway, I found out the easy way to do it. First of all, you get a dog, and there's a pill that they can give them. Oh. And the fleas are gone within a day. A day? I, I saw that, okay, what was happening was I was, uh, I was at work, and I was working on someone's printer or something, and they had a TV in the room, for people, I don't know why it was there, but on the TV was this Animal Kingdom SPCA who had gotten these two puppies. And she's looking at the puppies and she's pointing about how bad the fleas are on them. Mm-hmm. So she gives them a pill and they show a time lapse of two minutes and then you see the fleas start dropping. I'm like, holy cows, that can't be real. Like two minutes, and it's worked its way into the dog's skin, so the fleas are dropping? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Either two minutes or maybe 20, but I think it was two minutes. And I thought, well, if it's that easy, why am I doing all this other crap? Yeah. So we took our dog to the vet. I said, do you have a pill that can get rid of Yeah, we can get Well, let me have one of those. (laughs) It's like, I think it was like 50 bucks. And that was it. Our flea problem was over. That's after you spent because every flea in the house, cleaners and shampoos yeah. and poisons and, yeah. and dog uh, drops and <laughs> every flea in the house will go to that dog and die wow. for you. And hey, it's like, why can't they make something like was, that for people to take a pill for bed bugs? Yeah, that would be cool. That was the thing. We had kids, babies at the time too. And it was like, I would see these fleas get on the baby and I'm going nuts. I'm like, get the hell off my kid. Yeah. I couldn't get rid and of them. The it was, it was a nightmare. Stuff? Yeah. Wow. I had, they didn't get sores and stuff, but, uh, but people with bed bugs do. Yeah. I bet there is something they could do like that. Even if they didn't, I, I always thought the thing would be, you know, just if, if you could take a pill and make it so that your blood had something didn't harm you at all. But like killed the reproductive systems of the bed bugs. Yeah, that would be. Then they would come and bite you. And within be, a short time, yeah. yeah, they'd be dead. Because if they're not feeding, then they're not. I mean, they're not mating. They're not mating until they feed. Yeah, they they lay the eggs after they feed, and you know, a female can feed and then lay like two hundred eggs. That's scary. That's insane. Yeah. That's why, uh, yeah. like, when you're trying to get rid of them, if you have one female who's still capable of laying those eggs, you've still got a problem. You're up the creek, yeah. And I found, I mean, doing the, you know, I suffered through the bed bug things, and I found the only way to address it is to go get the high 90% plus isopropyl alcohol, put it into yeah. one of those great big yard sprayers, and every single day... Lift up your mattresses, spray along the corners of beds and mattresses, along the walls, everything else, in all of the rooms where where they're infecting. That's the only way to do it. Every day yeah. you've got to do it again and again and again. Eventually the alcohol 
it dries out the eggs so that they won't hatch and it kills living bed bugs, but you just got to keep doing it and eventually uh, they'll go away. Dale Dale has used something that it's like a $300 product that not for himself, but he's had Oh, because he works had like to, working uh, with PwC and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and I I don't know I don't know if it works like if you spray do you do you still have a problem a month later or does it actually kill them? Mm-hmm. I don't know that yet. Yeah. I was thinking about training my dog to be able to smell them so that I could rent rent him out. Oh, smell bed bugs. Thing because is, because they that is a they have a that very is thing because you got smell. housewives. But yeah, I I've noticed that they don't really smell until you like smash them. Oh. Well, I'm talking about a dog, though. Yeah, they do true. use dogs to to find them. Um, and there are a lot of worried housewives. And you could say, hey, for 50 bucks, I'll come by. Hey, Bring if you have them, in. the dog will find them. Yeah. If the dog doesn't find them, you're safe. And it would let people <clears throat> say, okay, I'm safe. I don't uh-huh. have... Because some people will find any kind of bug and they'll show it. Is this a bed bug? Is this a bed bug? No, that's not a bed no, bug. That's, that's a, a spider. But <laughs> or <yeah>. that's, a, <laughs> that's just a little beetle. It's a scorpion. Yeah, that's a scorpion. A Don't pick bug. that up. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, anyway, that's uh, apparently uh, schools can have flea problems. Thing is, yeah, I, you know... And- I, where did they they get into carpets and that's where they usually lay the eggs? Yeah, but that's you know? the thing. I mean, I guess I guess these schools must be different now, especially in California, because when I went to school, there wasn't any carpet. I don't ever remember, except in the library. Maybe the library. Yeah, I guess they wanted carpet because you got to be quiet. Yeah. But it's okay if there was a station in the library, they would just close the library. But throughout right. the school, it was it was the hard tile floors. That's weird. And I know because after I got out of high school, I went back and I worked for the guy who, you know, ran the janitor stuff that did the cleaning afterwards. And once in a while, yeah. we'd, we'd, you know, empty the classrooms out and have to kind of re-wax the floors and stuff like that. Yeah. I California has weird problems. I'll bet it goes back to some kind of regulation. Could be. Weren't they the ones? Was like it they're not allowed to kill. Or was it New York that had the problems raccoons. with the the certain kinds of weeds that they needed the goats to come in? Uh, that I, I somebody told that. me about it happening in California, but it was another state. It was in New York that I think they were using them that you reported on. Okay, I think. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, California has weird problems, usually because of regulations. I don't yeah, know. they do <laughs> stupid things and they suffer for it, and it's like, well, just don't do that, yeah. and then you won't have this problem. It's like, oh, the drug we that, need a, the drug that kills fleas is illegal in California. Yeah, <laughs> so we DDT's have flea infestations. Guys, yeah, you know what's weird is uh, we do not have a search button on our podcast. I, I need to take care oh, of. Oh yeah, because when we put our descriptions and stuff, people need to be able to. Because I oh, would put that you guys in the show notes. About this one time, I want to find that podcast so I can share it with a friend. Yeah, you know stuff like that. I need to uh, do that. Okay, I know what I got to do. This All right. Week. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Uh, back at the ranch. <laughs> That's let's talk about saints. <laughs> Saint of the day. All right, who do we have today? Okay, 
Uh, and okay, he's known as Menas of Egypt, M-E-N-A-S of Egypt. Also, Mina, M-I-N-A, Minus, M-I-N-A-S, and Mina, M-E-E-N-A, also known as Abba of Mina. Hmm. Uh, got a bunch of different names. Yeah, wow. Um, the Minas is what his name was, okay. M-E-N-A-S. Um, he, his mother and father were having trouble having a child, and she was saying a prayer in front of a icon of Mary, and she heard, she was saying a prayer to give her a son, or a child, mm-hmm. and she heard the icon say, Amen. So, that's what she named, and that's where his name comes oh, from. Oh, okay. Venus, Which is for the amen. Egypt Coptic whatever for Amen. Yeah. Interesting. You know, this, this is like, he and, was born in, in what, 285, like, like late 3rd century... And yeah. this concept of praying to Mary was already well established in the church by then. This right. shows how ancient it was already there. The the Marian devotions were. Okay. So Minas of Egypt. Yeah. Um so his father was uh, one of the uh, rulers in the in the uh, Roman army or in, in Egypt in the Roman Empire. Um and he died while Mina was uh, very young. He was like 14 years old. Uh, even at that early age, Mina was given command of an army. Uh, but as the Diocletian uh, persecution neared, and he heard that Christians were going to be persecuted again, um, he left the army because he... First of all, he wanted to pursue life as a desert hermit. Mm-hmm. And also, he didn't want to be, he didn't want to have to persecute Christians as part of his duty. So, he leaves the army, goes to the desert. He's there about five years, and he has this vision of he was, uh, angels. He was a teenager at this time, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's young. This is, yeah. He's real young. Okay. Uh He's in the desert. He's only there for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a, he has a vision of angels crowning martyrs and he wanted to be among them with crowns. And in a voice, he told them he, uh, was told that he would get three crowns, one for celibacy, one for asceticism and one for martyrdom. Mm. So, uh, he goes to a place called Phrygia and comes out in the middle of like there, there's an arena there where they're holding games and he comes out and professes his faith, which is what Christians did. You know, they, mm-hmm. they enjoyed some peacetime, I guess. And then, and then they went and professed their faith knowing that they're going to be tortured. So he's tortured. Uh, he wouldn't recant. And guess what? God heals all his wounds. God. So he gets tortured again. God really asked these, uh, these, these first three centuries of martyrs to go through a lot. <laughs> right. Uh, he's being burned at the stake, but his body's not burning and he's not dying. Oh, wow. Um, the crowd around him sees a vision of St. Michael around him <clears throat> and he's talking to the vision. And St. Michael, the archangel, tells him, 
which we're going to talk about next yeah, week, by right, the way. that's right, St. Michael. This, today, um, by the way, everyone, is the Feast of St. Michael, but we're going to talk about him next week. Yeah. Um, appeared to him and told him that he would finally receive his crown of martyrdom in four days. So he's got four more days of torture to go. <laughs> Gosh, oh my. Um, when they couldn't kill him with the fire, they they tried to poison him, but he would drink the poison and not die. Uh, he endured some more torture. Finally, he's beheaded, and finally he dies. I would be like, uh, if, if Michael had come and said four hours, I would be like, Are you kidding can't me? Can't you make it four minutes? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I'd like to die now. Yeah, four seconds. Um, it's insane. Oh it's insane. my. Uh the his body was they tried to burn his body, but it wouldn't burn. Mm-hmm. They they had him on this bonfire for like three days straight. Like a wow. uh finally Dang. and it wouldn't burn. So a group of Christian soldiers stole the body and took it to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Um the Pope of that time has this vision telling him to take the body and send it out into the Libyan desert on a camel, which he does. The camel stops near this lake and which I don't, I guess there's a desert and in the middle of the desert, I guess it's like a giant oasis in the desert, Okay, but the camel stops and won't move anymore. So they decide this must be where, we're going to bury him. Buried. So okay. they bury his body there. Uh, I guess they set up like a little thing. But years later, there's a Roman governor. Um, he's in the area. He's fighting some enemies. And he decides to take the body and kind of use it as, to, to use the relics as protection, uh, to help stop, to, to help him in his battles. And he, apparently it works because he win he wins all his battles, uh, and he decides to keep the uh, body. But he happens to be crossing that same spot in the desert where he had dug it up, mm-hmm. and the camel stops and won't move. Oh, they take the body off that camel, put it on another camel. And that camel now that camel won't move. Won't move. <laughs> so they're like, I guess it's time for him to have his. Final I guess we're gonna, place. yeah. He's going to be buried here. Uh, he's buried there. I don't think there's a church there yet. Oh, okay. There's maybe a little, uh, like a little, small little shrine or something. Statue or something. I don't know. Shrine, mm-hmm. but there's not a church there yet. Uh, but there are miracles that come from this site. Uh, she- for example, a, a shepherd was crossing, was, was walking by. He was carrying this lamb that had been, uh, kind of torn open mm-hmm. and, the he tripped as he's crossing the spot and the lamb lands on the ground and the lamb the the wound was cured huh. uh yeah. so it gets a reputation yeah for example uh constantine sends his sick daughter there and she is cured um you can find a site a modern site that lists uh miracles that people have written in with and this is not a Catholic site. This is, this is the Coptic church mm-hmm. of, uh. Like a Greek Coptic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Greek Coptic church. 
but even now there are like lists, long lists of modern miracles that people are writing in with wow. still. Um, he is the patron of falsely accused people, peddlers, and traveling merchants. I don't know why any of those are his thing. <laughs> Because I couldn't find any stories relating to any yeah. of those, but that's Falsely what he's the patron people, of. peddlers, and what peddlers, traveling merchants, traveling merchants, which peddlers? is a peddler, yeah, same thing. You know, it's interesting uh, and because, falsely accused people. Um, our our own family has someone in in. Uh, oh gosh, I want to. It was it was like one of Dad's grandpa's brothers or something like that. Um, yeah. In in the uh, I don't know if it was the census or maybe it was on his I think it was in the census or something like that. Anyway, uh, it had listed as his occupation, and it was listed as huckster. 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 <laughs> What's a huckster? Well, it's actually a peddler, like a but hustler? it has kind of a bad connotation these days. Like you know, sort of a swindling okay. peddler. Okay. <laughs> Well, but his patron saint apparently is Saint Minas. Yeah, he's got a he's got a patron, uh, Saint Mina of Egypt. That is his story. Falsely accused. In... To, you know that's interesting because when we were you know when we you were talking about um, the Inquisition and you mentioned how in many cases yeah. people who were falsely accused were the ones who were most eager for the Inquisition. It kind of right. ties in with our uh, with our our main topic tonight even those who were guilty would rather deal well, with, with the, the inquisition, inquisition than with with than the secular the court local ordinary. that's right that's right yeah. so uh, uh died in 309 309 okay yeah so so uh third century or uh yeah third century early fourth century um wow obviously his parents in the third century late third century were praying, praying to, to mary uh the virgin mary that's right and because uh, that's one of the most ancient devotions in the church, and she granted this miracle of uh, life, and uh, and he yeah. he was granted a vision of I mean he he was visited by Saint Michael. Wow! And uh, uh, yeah, so September 29th is the feast of Saint Michael um, because by the time this gets out, so I want to say the date, but um, right. Yeah, but yeah, there there are a few you know miraculous visions of Saint Michael. I did not realize that his is one of those. Yeah, there uh, we've we've talked about a couple of them so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, K uh, Saint Catherine of Alexandria. Yeah, uh, who else was it? There was another girl. I can't remember. Maybe Saint Barbara. That that he oh Saint Barbara yeah. would be one. Yeah, Saint Barbara. She, uh, she appeared to he appeared to Saint Barbara. And there was one of the other uh, men that was, it was, it's actually a kid, I think. Abadur and, and his sister, I think, mm-hmm. were told by St. Michael that they would uh, they would be martyred in the upcoming town or something Yeah, go, like go to this town and you'll be martyred. And so they went there. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, go to this town and you'll be martyred there. I'd be like, well, I guess I won't go Maybe to that I'll town. Go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, the, 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 uh, courage of these, uh, saints. <laughs> just, yeah, I wish I had a We're going to need it, it soon. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need it. Uh, but we, we should definitely start. Our mom, 
from the time we were kids kept telling us, you need to read about the saints. Mm-hmm. You need to read about the saints who died for their faith That's because right. you're going to need their saints. strength someday. Uh, and now you did, there's kind of a soft martyrdom and, uh, people are cowering, That's you know, right. it's weird. People are scared to, to be Christians, but because somebody might say something oh well. bad about you. Yeah. That is Minas of Egypt. Minas of Egypt, pray for us. All right. I think that's all we got. All right. Uh, folks, we'll see you next week. Meantime, think about what we said. And as always, circle those beads, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.